At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. This is My Guys of the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside the VSIN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is My Guys in the Desert. No, I am not Stormy Bonantoni. Femi Abebefe filling in for Stormy all throughout the week. But, hey, we're having fun over these next 60 minutes. We want to hear from you guys. So tweet at the show, at VEASAN Live on Twitter, at Femi Abebefe is where you can find me. Three awesome guests on the show this afternoon. Tank Williams, former NFL safety, now NFL sports betting analyst over at Yahoo, joining us in a matter of moments, talking all things about the Deshaun Watson settlement and other quarterbacks around the league. Then John Legaza, MLB writer for The Athletic, at 2.30. John's Yankees won in dramatic fashion last night. We'll ask him about them, plus some other plays on today's card. Then Circa owner Derek Stevens and his VP of Operations, also the host of Odds On, Mike Palm, will help us wrap up the show in 45 minutes. We'll get the latest on all the contest signups and everything that's going on behind the window here at Circa. But first, let's get into the top five stories that you need to know as a better. And all five of them have to apply with today's breaking news out of the National Football League. Deshaun Watson and the NFLPA have reached a settlement with the NFL on a suspension. Watson will now be suspended 11 games and fined $5 million for violating the league's conduct policy. Uh, This comes after Watson was initially suspended six games by Judge Sue L. Robinson. The NFL appealed that six-game suspension. Then Watson now has reached a settlement with the league. So Watson's suspension will begin 
at 4 p.m. Eastern time, August 30th. He'll be eligible to return to the Browns facility on October 10th, resume practicing on November 14th, but will not be able to play until December 4th which is the Browns week 13 game against the Houston Texans. That's going to be 700 days after Watson's last regular season game, dating all the way back to 2020. And before Watson can be reinstated, Adam Schefter of ESPN reporting that he has to comply with an evaluation and treatment recommendations of a third behavioral party expert to be reinstated. His reinstatement is contingent upon his compliance with the treatment plan. If he doesn't comply, his reinstatement could be delayed plus further discipline. So the number two story that you need to know, especially as a better, is how does all of this affect the betting market as it pertains to the Cleveland Browns. Well, the win total for the Cleveland Browns earlier this morning was sitting at nine and a half when we didn't know what the full thing was going to be for Deshaun Watson. That's now down to eight and a half over at DraftKings. Their AFC North odds have gone from plus 320 to plus 380. They're now 16 to one to win the AFC, now up to 20 to one, but their Super Bowl odds have remained the same at 30 to 1, which is really interesting that those odds remain the same. Maybe they're banking in if Watson is able to come back in this last portion of the season, they could sneak into the playoffs. As for the rest of the division, the number three story that you need to know, the impact in the AFC North. The favorite, the Baltimore Ravens, go from plus 150 now to plus 135 to win the AFC North. Right behind them, the defending division champs, the Cincinnati Bengals, go from plus 180 to plus 170. Cleveland, like I mentioned, now plus 380. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they remain at 10 to 1. So for Deshaun Watson, when he eventually comes back from suspension in week 13, these are the remaining games for Watson this season. Week 13 at the Texans, like I mentioned. Week 14 is against the Cincinnati Bengals on the road. Then he home is home for the Baltimore Ravens and the New Orleans Saints. Then week 17 and 18, they close things out on the road, visiting the Washington Commanders and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Those are all the games that he can play in there. That right side column for our viewers that are watching this on vcin.com. Those are the games that Watson is eligible to play. And the final story that you need to know, the Cleveland Browns taking on the Philadelphia Eagles later this week and in the preseason. Kevin Stefanski has mentioned that Deshaun Watson will not play in this preseason game. Watson, of course, played in last Friday's game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Didn't look all that good, but he's uh, coming off a little bit of rust here. But Cleveland in this spot, home dog, three points they are catching. Total sitting at 35 and a half over at DraftKings. All right. Those are the five stories that you need to know here as a better all pertaining to Sean Watson, the Cleveland Browns. That is the news of the day, and that's where we will start with our first guest on the program, Tank Williams, former NFL safety, now an NFL sports betting analyst over at Yahoo. Tank, we appreciate the time. Your initial reaction from the news earlier this morning, 11 games for Watson and a $5 million fine. Uh, initial reaction as far as the punishment, I think given the precedent set by the NFL, I felt it was fair. Yeah, at the same time, I mean, I, I think the NFL has tried to take a hard stance on social media and in the media, trying to say that they stand by, you know, women and, you know, all these social issues that have come up over the NFL over the past few years. But the one thing that stands out to me is that the first prominent thing that happened in this case was Deshaun Watson getting a $230 million guaranteed contract. So once you see that, everything to the back of that is just noise to me. So until they confront that issue and don't start paying guys automatically, and compensating them greatly for those types of that type of conduct, whether he felt he was innocent or not, you really don't change the narrative about what's most important to the NFL, and that's uh, winning games and making money. 
Yeah, I think that's the cold hard facts about what this is for the NFL. Uh, I read off the odds to win the AFC North earlier. That the Cleveland Browns now down to plus 380 to win the division. What do you make of this Browns team in these first 11 games now without Deshaun Watson, whether it's Jacoby Brissett or if they go out and get Jimmy Garoppolo or another quarterback comes up from the shadows here. But what do you make of this Browns team now that we know Watson will miss two-thirds of this season? Uh, well, first off, I would say there's been a lot of chatter about whether the Browns should go out and get Jimmy Garoppolo or not. I feel that Jimmy Garoppolo would be an upgrade over Jacoby Brissett, but at the same time, I don't think he moves the needle enough to give up all that capital in order to get him. So I would just stand pat with Jacoby Brissett. And if you were to do that, I mean, you look at the first four of the game, four games of the season, we have the Panthers, Jets, Steelers, Falcons. I feel like those are winnable games. Yet at the same time, we have the beginning of the season. Everyone's trying to figure out their identity. Mm-hmm. They can end up losing one or two of those close games. And then you have some tough ones against the Chargers, Patriots, Ravens, Bengals, Dolphins. You keep going down the line. It's like, all right, how are you going to compete in those games without Deshaun Watson? So those would be tough. You actually see them losing almost every game, possibly until Deshaun Watson comes back after that Texans game. Yeah. And then you still have to play the Bengals, the Ravens, the Saints, and then you end off with the Commanders and Steelers. So when you're looking at that nine and a half win total, to me, I mean, I would shade towards the under versus trying to bet on Jacoby Brissett winning enough games in order to kind of maintain the fort. And then Deshaun Watson basically coming in off that suspension and going undefeated in order to push them over nine and a half wins. Yeah, we're seeing that eight and a half win total juice now to minus 140 over at DraftKings. So the market is in agreement with you that it's going to be difficult for this team to go over that win total. We're speaking with Tank Williams, former NFL safety, NFL sports betting analyst over at Yahoo Sports. So then for the rest of the division, now that we know that Cleveland's in a tough spot, clearly with Watson 11 games on the shelf. Baltimore is out there as the favorite. Cincinnati is not too far behind. Pittsburgh seen as a long shot. Does this news impact you in terms of making another bet on any of these other three teams? Uh, Not necessarily. I mean, I felt the Browns, I mean, we always knew that Deshaun Watson was going to play at some point in the season. We just really didn't know how many games. Mm-hmm. So once that was like in the range of outcomes, I automatically focused my attention on the Ravens and Cincinnati. And I guess most people are feeling that Cincinnati may have a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover, even though they're still probably the most talented team in AFC North. That being said, I feel like if the Ravens' offensive line can stay healthy, if their running backs can stay healthy, we understand that they don't have the weapons on the outside. You don't have Marquise Brown that can take the top off the defense in order, in order to open up some things in the run game and for my man Mark Andrews over the middle of the field. But I think they have enough weaponry and enough Lamar Jackson healthy he's going to get that offensive shot. So I feel like the Ravens are the team to beat, especially with everybody coming back healthy on defense as well. Mm-hmm. They're going to have some battles there with the Cincinnati Bengals. So I'll put my money on the Ravens, but Cincinnati's right there, especially if they can get their act together early in the season. Yeah, Cincinnati, is with the offensive line now retooled, uh, they went out in free agency and spent a little bit of money to try to protect Joe Burrow because that was the one weakness that they had last year that we all saw, and it came to fruition in the Super Bowl, even though they were able to get to the Super Bowl with an offensive line that was seen as subpar across the board here. It's, it is interesting, though, that Lamar Jackson, he's going through his contract negotiation with the Baltimore Ravens. He's given the team the hard deadline of week one. Once he gets to week one, I'm not negotiating anymore. Do you think Lamar ends up getting his money at some point uh, later this offseason? I think one way or another, he's going to get his money. It'll be similar to Kirk Cousins. I mean, Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. kind of play that waiting game and say, all right, if you don't want to agree upon the terms that I want in a long-term contract, I'll play it year by year. Now, we do understand that Lamar plays a different type of game than Kirk Cousins, but Lamar has that invisible juice. And I have a feeling that <laughs> Lamar Ravens, like the Baltimore Ravens have built their offense, built their identity off of what Lamar can do with that ball in his hands in a running pass game. So I feel like one way or another, 
they end up getting the deal done with my man, Axis Jackson. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense there. Yeah, Lamar, to me, I think he's, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, former MVP that goes without saying, but it still feels like he gets slept on just a little bit uh, when we mm-hmm. talk about some of the more best quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said a lot of it is what you think. Um, real quick here, back to Watson. Uh, if he does play, 700 games, or 700 days, I should say, has been the absence since the last time he played all the way up until week 13. What can we expect from we got about a minute left here, Tank, but what should we expect from Watson when he actually steps onto the field? I think a little bit of what you saw in the first preseason game. He really didn't play that many snaps. You saw some errant throws, a lot of rust. It takes some time to get reacclimated to the NFL game where there's going to be live bullets flying at you fast. And so I think that he's one of the, you know, top quarterbacks in this league. But like anybody else, it takes reps. And mm. until he gets those reps and get his legs back underneath them, there's going to be some rough sledding. But once he gets back and he gets into that groove, hey, that man is dangerous. And that Cleveland offense is going to be something to handle with, especially they get Nick Chubb going. Yeah, this roster is so good. That's probably why I haven't been able to bet on any of their unders because I look at the roster and if you remove the quarterback, they're as good as anybody in the NFL. Offensive line, defensive line, they got the receivers, they got the DBs, linebackers, and they got the head coach in Kevin Stefanski, who I'm pretty high on as well on the mm-hmm. sidelines. So this Cleveland team is really good despite Watson being suspended for 11 games. They're not going to be an easy team to beat uh, in those first 11 games this regular season. All right, Tank Williams, he's going to stick with us for another segment, we'll go down and talk about some other quarterbacks, including the two-time reigning defending MVP Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. He challenged the wide receivers in the media. We'll get Tank's thoughts on that here on the other side. We're just getting warmed up. This is my guys in the desert on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN College Football Guide is out now and our NFL Guide drops next week. Our experts provide profiles of every team with team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become VEASAN All Access subscribers. Sign up on our discounted football special and get all access to everything we do now through the Super Bowl for only $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to vsun.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This is My Guys in the Desert coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe in for Stormy Bonantoni. And we have the pleasure of getting Tank Williams, former NFL safety and also an NFL sports betting analyst over at Yahoo, hanging out with us for not one but two segments. Tank, we appreciate the time. Let's get into some quarterbacks here because Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers, the two-time reigning defending MVP, challenged his wide receivers earlier this week after a joint practice with the New Orleans Saints, saying that we need a little bit more consistency. Guys got to catch the ball. They got to run the right routes. What do you make of Aaron Rodgers calling out some of these young guys? I mean, A-Rod's doing what he has to do to get what he needs to get done. Done. That's plain and simple. Like, he doesn't have Devontae Adams to lean on anymore. Devontae Adams is in Sin City right now where you are. (laughs) He took with him 123 targets, so you best believe A-Rod's trying to get in all those boys' tails. But the one thing that I want to point out is that he's going to be okay. Like, one thing that we've Mm -hmm. seen coming out of Packers camp is that Romeo Dobbs has flashed. I think one thing that's underrated is the presence of Alan Lazard. Like, that's one guy who people have been sleeping on, whether you're thinking about in the uh, sports betting uh, industry or fantasy football for that matter. I mean, I've been looking at Alan Lazard over 56 and a half receptions at minus 110. I feel like that's something that I'll slap all day, every day, just for the given fact that so many targets have been vacated by Devontae Adams uh, going to Las Vegas. And I feel like Alan Lazard has that trust with Aaron Rodgers. They're going to have a strong running game when you have Aaron Jones uh, in the mix. And then so when you all uh, and so then once you have uh, Alan Lazard that could come in for some reason I'm blanking on my other man uh, the, the second the, running back oh, AJ Dillon yeah AJ Dillon I don't yep. know why I blanked on AJ Dillon but when you have that formidable duo in the running game then that's going to open up things in the passing game for Alan Lazard Robert Tanya Romeo Dobbs and these other wide receivers so I feel like Arod's just going to be okay but he's going ahead and trying to kick them boys in high gear as we get closer to the regular season oh no doubt do you think that we see this Green Bay offense 
maybe struggle early on because these are younger receivers outside of Alan Lazard. He's the main guy who's gotten a lot of these targets from Aaron Rodgers and Randall Cobb, of course, but he's kind of in the, the twilight stage of his career. But with these younger guys being implemented into the offense, do we maybe see the Packers struggle a little early offensively then maybe start to flourish later? Uh, I don't think so. I, I think we've seen this before. I mean, we've had Aaron Rodgers where he'll lose a receiver like Greg Jennings, he'll lose a receiver like Jordy Nelson. And then you just end up replacing them with guys like James Jones and Devontae Adams. So he always has somebody that he can lean on, and that's the greatness of Aaron Rodgers. So, yeah, I mean, is it going to be easy like it was when you have, like, one of the better wide receivers in the league with Devontae Adams? No, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. But I think with that offensive scheme that Matt LaFleur has with the run game, they have enough weapons in place in order to make that offense go. And don't forget that defense is going to be able yes. to turn the ball over a lot for him. So I feel like with all those pieces working together cohesively, the Green Bay Packers are going to be a team to watch out for. I think a lot of people are sleeping on. Yeah, that, that defense I think is probably top five. They got a lot of talent there on that defense from last year that's coming back from injury. They should be really good on that side of the football. We're speaking with Tank Williams, former NFL safety, also an NFL sports betting analyst over at Yahoo Sports. The Carolina Panthers reports are out that they have decided to name Baker Mayfield the starter. Now, we haven't heard anything official from Matt Rule. He said that he wouldn't decide anything until after Friday night's game against the Patriots. But if they do go with Baker Mayfield, what do we expect from Baker now that he's in Charlotte with the Panthers? They're just going to try to limit his mistakes and let the talent around him try to do the job. Where you're talking about keeping Christian McCaffrey healthy, whether it's in the run game and giving him dinks and dunks out the backfield, get him in space, let him exploit every guy who's trying to cover him because every time someone's on him, it's a mismatch as long as he's healthy. Then you have DJ Moore, you have Robbie Anderson, some of these other guys in the past game. So they have some weapons to exploit uh, mismatches on the defensive side of the ball. They just need Baker to play smart ball, not try to do too much. Don't turn the ball over. And we have to also remember that the Carolina Panthers is also another team that played pretty well on defense last year. They have some mm -hmm. young guys up front in the front seven that can stop the run and get to the uh, passer. And at the same time, they're getting healthier in the secondary, too. So if Baker could play smart ball, I, I still feel like they play in a really tough division as long as Tom Brady is roaming around in there. And the New Orleans Saints could be better expected, too, if Jameis can protect the ball. But I feel like the Carolina Panthers have a chance, have a chance to be okay in that division as long as they protect the rock and play solid defense let's go down the gamut here of some of these other quarterback controversies or quarterback competitions i should say uh, across the nfl the pacific northwest is where one resides with the seattle seahawks drew lock geno smith drew lock was supposed to start tonight against the chicago bears but he tested positive for covid19 maybe opening the door up for geno smith who would you go with if you were making the, the decision up in seattle I already felt like Gino had the inside track just because he's been in the system longer. And then, you know, we always strolling around Twitter just trying to get some insight from other guys who are watching the game and maybe get a different vantage point. And I thought Dan Orlowski pointed out a really good point where they showed Gino Smith and Drew Locke facing the same blitz. And then Gino was able to make the quick read, get the ball out quick on the hot route. But Drew Locke held the ball and ended up getting sacked. And you can't really determine if a guy is ready to play off of one play, but I believe that little bit of insight shows at least where they are as far as like being able to read defenses, seeing what defensive coordinators try to do to them and re respond quickly and get the ball out of hands or adjust the play. And I feel like from that standpoint, Geno probably gives them the best case to win early on in the season, whether Drew Locke is more talented physically or not. 
which is kind of crazy because I'm from that area. I'm from Seattle, and a lot of folks up there, they want Drew Locke to be the starter because they think that he has the higher upside. But like you mentioned, those that play at the end of the Steelers game where he gets sacked from the blind side and fumbles, Steelers end up winning the game. That's kind of yeah. what you get with Drew Locke. You might get the big throws, but you also get the big mistakes as well. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, speaking of them, they have a three-way quarterback competition between Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, and then the first-round pick, Kenny Pickett. Uh, all three played fairly well in that preseason game against the Seahawks. But to me, it feels like Trubisky is probably going to be the week one guy. But how soon do you think we see Pickett take the field in the regular season? Uh, I think that they want to give Kenny Pickett a little bit more time. Let him see how a veteran quarterback, you know, prepares throughout the regular season. What it takes to be a leader in that locker room. What it takes to go out there and produce every single Sunday. That being said, I mean, that city of Pittsburgh once Pickett. I mean, they watched mm-hmm. him all through college, and now he comes in his first preseason game, and he plays well, too. And we've seen some young quarterbacks step in, you know, from the start and play well. So I think the the rope is going to be short for my man, Mr. Biscuit, if he's able to beat out Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett from jump. So I think at some point, we're going to see Kenny Pickett in there, because if you look at it, you have Najee Harris, who's a young guy. Deontay Johnson just signed the contract, but he's still a really young guy. Claypool has been playing well, and oh, George Pickens is blowing up the internet to start training camp. So <laughs> they have a young nucleus in place on offense, along with Pat Frymuth as well. So if you want to go ahead and take advantage of that window while you're young, you need to go ahead and get Kenny Pickens' feet wet as early as you can. And it's a tough start to the schedule for the Steelers team at Bengals, yeah. home Patriots, at the Browns. Now the Browns will be starting Jacoby Brissett in that game, but still a really talented team. It could easily be 0-3, and if it gets to 0-3, I could see a lot of those fans clamoring for Kenny Pickett. You mentioned George Pickens. He's now the favorite in some places to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. He looks like he's the real deal, man. I mean, you're the veteran. You've played in the league. Seeing a guy like Pickens in the training camp videos and also in the preseason game scoring a touchdown, man, what do you think of him? I mean, it's easy to fall in love with the hype because the dude is talented. Like you said, we've seen a splash all over social media, Mm -hmm. but the way I like to look at it is from this perspective. Who is he going to have the ball? Who is going to be throwing in the ball? It's either Mason Rudolph, you know, Mr. Bisky, or Kenny Pickett. I'd rather go with a guy like Romeo Dobbs, who will probably have the equal amount of plays and opportunity at the same time who's throwing the ball to him, that man A-Rod. And so when you have a legend like Aaron Rodgers throwing you to rock, I feel like the odds of you having a chance to win rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year, goes way up exponentially versus having a talented player like George Pickens, but having a man, at least right now, quarterback throwing you to rock. <laughs> Yeah, situation definitely matters, especially with that award. We saw Jamar Chase benefit from having Joe Burrow throwing him the football just a year ago. We got about 45 seconds left here, Tank. Um, The New York situation that's starting to brew a little bit. Tyrod Taylor getting some first-team reps. Should we read into that, or is Daniel Jones' job safe? No, his job isn't safe. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty simple. Like, when I was in the league and they had a – if you have a number one starting quarterback, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, those guys don't like to give – any reps to the backup. So whenever you have your backup quarterback still in some first-team reps, whether it's an 11-on-11, two-minute drill, anything like that, the guy who's in the number one slot should be looking over his shoulder. And trust me, Daniel Jones is, and rightfully so, because I believe at some point that man, Ty guy, will be in the lineup. 
Ty God. Absolutely love it. Ty God. And they didn't even pick up Daniel Jones' fifth-year option as well. So he's a free agent after this year playing for a head coach and general manager who didn't draft him. So if he doesn't know that, what time it is, he should know when he's seeing Tyrod Taylor take some of those first-team reps. He is Tank Williams, former NFL safety, also NFL sports betting analyst over at Yahoo Sports. Tank, we appreciate the time doing yeoman's work. Two segments with us here on My Guys in the Desert. Hope to talk soon, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Good stuff there from Tank. On the other side, we turn our attention to the diamond, John Legaza of The Athletic, joining us next here on Visa. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Pocket Cash with popular picks. Join Levi's 501 Pop Culture Pools for free and answer questions for a shot at a share of $10,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Levi's now to get in on the action. Levi's buy better, wear longer. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Welcome back. This is my guys in the desert. Femi Abebefe hanging out here at the VEASAN studios at the Circle Resort and Casino in for Stormy Bonantoni. And joining us here at the halfway point, we got our guy, MLB writer for The Athletic, John Legaza, here on a Thursday on My Guys in the Desert. John, hope all is well. It's the first time that we've spoken together, and I hear that you're a New York Yankees fan, so i got to start with last night's dramatic finish. Are the streets still buzzing after Donaldson's walk-off grand slam? Let me tell you that the timing could not have been better. I was on with Gil. I was on with Gil yesterday morning, and he asked me if the Yankees were panicking, and I said, no, everything happens in terms of sine waves. You're just not going to get production in perpetuity. That's just not how it goes. The Dodgers swept by the Reds. The Dodgers swept by the the Pirates. These things happen. It's not to say getting it out of the way. Everybody's going to experience the ebbs and flows. Listen, the Yankees were too hot to stay that way. It's fine. They're fine as long as they're healthy. That's the thing we're looking for. There you go. So you're saying the Yankees are fine because right now they're the co-favorites to win the American League with the Houston Astros plus 180. They're behind the Dodgers in the World Series market. You're not pressing the panic button, even though they've looked a little shaky, to say the least, post-All-Star break. No, there is still plenty of time. And the Yankees actually have some depth in the minors there, which we might see come up towards the end of the season. And that's what it's going to, you know, what it's all about. We even saw a bit yesterday. Talk about the sine wave. A hitter like Josh Donaldson, he is an excellent hitter. He just had a very bad half of a season. Do we throw the baby out with the bathwater? No, there's a (laughs) chance Donaldson is going to be a league winner, just phenomenal down the stretch. Stanton is coming back. I'm not even that optimistic of a Yankee fan. It only comes out when people overreact to the downside. There you go. You got to defend the squad. Got to defend the yeah, squad. Really. Don't, don't let us all try to do the preemptive eulogies for this Yankees team that's still, Thank oh, by you. the way, a 10 game lead in the American League East. <laughs> like, we don't have to panic. Oh, no! <laughs> ah! I think a lot of people would like to have the problems the New York Yankees have. We're speaking with John Legaza, MLB writer for The Athletic. So let's talk about the Yankees today. They're hosting the Toronto Blue Jays. Right now, the line minus 165. Yankees are the favorites. Blue Jays plus 140. Total sitting at 8.5. Do you have a lean in this one? I know you don't have a play in this game, but which side would you go towards if you had to bet it? It would probably be towards the over on this one, particularly on the F5, set at 4.5, because we've seen – a Jekyll and Hyde from both of these pitchers, and it's the bad side today. We know Berrios on the road has really had a rough go of it. That might have something to do with the ball and the humidor and the way it's reacted in different ballparks. And then Montas, 
as well. His splits more have to do with an elevated foul ball rate, something that I was talking about when he came over to New York. We know Oakland is very spacious, where a high foul ball rate can be advantageous. And New York is just the opposite. The last I checked, you know, your knees are touching the foul ball line if you're sitting in the front row. So <laughs> it's it's a bit different there. You know, he doesn't get those outs. Those go out of play, and then he has to work again. The K rate hasn't been maybe what we expected these offenses, again, we know they're very talented. They're both very good, but they've really hiccuped the past 200, 300 plate appearances. So sometimes my best lean is up against the wall with my you know, money safely in my wallet. <laughs> there you go. Up against the wall. I haven't heard that one, so I love that. Uh, let's get to the other New York team because I know you're a Yankee fan, so we'll call them the other guys out there in Queens. The New York Mets taking on the Atlanta Braves in a massive series in the NL East. DeGrom on the mound, Freed on the mound. This is going to be a lot of fun here. The betting market has bet this to the under. It opened 7.5. Now we're looking at 7 juice to the under as well. Mets short road favorites, minus 135. Uh, what do you make of this game? How would you handicap this matchup with two studs on the mound? I mean, Jacob DeGrom is single easily. He's the best pitcher on earth. Now, Max Fried is not that far behind. He's on a short list of guys that you'd want in a big game. But coming off the IL, whenever a pitcher, you know, creatures of habit, gets thrown off that critical regimen, I normally fade them. Like, I would normally attack a bad pitcher coming off the IL and not support a good pitcher coming off the IL. So anytime you could get the Grom for less than minus 150, you kind of auto-smash that. But I don't really have that kind of confidence. The Braves right now, that offense is smoking again. You'll find me with a cold drink, enjoying the game, just maybe with no money on it. There you go. Are you, are you anti-Mets? Is that the thing for all Yankee fans? Do you have to be anti-Mets or, or you're not? You root for the no, city. No, come on. I mean, wow, it seems I'm going to be dating myself. There's 20... Two years ago when I was in college and maybe we had some angst going on because yeah. they were playing against each other. But right now, it's been so long. I think we'd be glad to just have a winner, you know? <laughs> yeah, maybe another Subway Series on deck here wow. in 2022. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we remember those days. Clemens throwing the throwing the bat there. We, we all remember back in the day. Um, we're speaking with John Legay, the MLB writer over at The Athletic here. Uh, let's talk about this Rays team because we saw them lose the Yankees last night. They're taking on the Kansas City Royals. You have a play in this game coming up here, and it's not a side. It's not the total. It's a first five team total. Which side are you backing and why? Now, give me the Royals with cheese for sure. You mentioned the first five team total. I've been trying to get people to take a closer look at these. The reason being, the lines probably should be closer to two, but books don't want to give us that push. And I've been going over at a nice rate. Whatever the model that I put out rings, let's get at it. Patino right now seems like more sizzle than steak. It's more brand name, 675 ERA, two whip, OPS north of 1100. Double digit walk rate, something we're always looking for. 50% fly ball. 9% barrel, almost two home runs per nine. That's on the career. This year, the home run rate is near two and a quarter. Righties have a 465 batting average against them this year. This, this team total should not be at 1.5. He's struggling from bad fastball-itis, which is what we see a lot of times in the bigs. And again, he's really hyper-using it. You know, 43% use is not really there for that kind of pitch. It only has five inches of arm side run, that all important ASR. You're not going to fool good fastball hitters, Sal Perez, Hunter Dozier, a few of many, along with my boy, Italian Breakfast. They're good at hitting <laughs> fastballs from righties. I think the Royals get this too pretty easily. I've just been taking advantage of some misprices here. Luis Patino has given up six extra base hits in 17 batters face this year. Why is he set at a min line? I'm not sure. I really like this one. And what's better than all the good analysis? It's at plus 120. Love the plus money odds, of course. There you go. We love that plus money here on My Guys in the Desert. So Royals over one and a half 
runs in the first five team yep. total. You're also looking at a player prop in today's game between the Nationals and the Padres. What's caught your eye in this game over there at Petco Park? Man, this one is the first player prop all season I've recommended that has a minus in front of it. But let's see if I can sell you on the strength. It's Manny, the macho man Machado. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> over one and a half total bases, minus 120. He's going up against Annabelle Sanchez. What? This is Washington's version of the white flag. 7-2 ERA, 1-6 whip, 9-30 OPS. You pop the hood on the peripherals. Okay, deserved ERA north of 6. The FIP north of 7. Single digit K minus walk, 23 CSW. 50% first strike rate. I know that's a lot of numbers, but I hope it's painting a picture. He doesn't get swings and misses. He needs forced in the zone where the in-zone contact rate is up above 90. And then what do you get? A lot of bad math. 46 fly ball, 41 hard hit has equaled three home runs per nine. I mean, righties have a 357 BA, 1100 OPS. Speaking of bad fastballs, this might be the worst in the league. 17 vertical, three horizontal is why you're getting a 620 X slug. Manny Machado lists 55 plate appearances against righties. 538 BA, 436 ISO, 1546 OPS, three home runs, and eight doubles. That is just incredible. He's one of the best hitters in the game right now, going up against one of the worst pitchers in the game. I think we get a a first inning double, and hopefully I won't be worrying about this one while I'm reading Dr. Seuss later. (laughs) There you go. Uh, John, we got about a couple minutes left here, uh, 90 seconds to actually be exact. I want to ask you about the AL Rookie of the Year because as a Mariners fan, I'm getting concerned that Adley Rutschman of the Baltimore Orioles is making a charge and might take this away from my guy Julio Rodriguez. Who do you think ultimately wins this AL Rookie of the Year award? Well, first, I'm just really, really glad that there's a race because it means that there are young and exciting players going for it. It also means Baltimore is relevant, which is really great news. Even as a Yankee fan, I want to see, you know, the rising tide kind of raise little ships, but into the race we go again, beating the dead horse with sine waves. I think the performance we've seen from Julio Rodriguez the past two weeks is just about as bad as he gets. And he's still phenomenal. I think he's going to be picking it up on a run towards the end of the year that has us scratching our head again with like how this kid is as young and as good as he is. Not to take anything away from Rutschman, I just don't think the playing time was there. I think Mm -hmm. he's up a little bit too late. I probably would give the nod to Witt over Rutschman if something were to have happen to happen to my precious J-Rod. But it, well, not to knock these guys. They're all, they are all excellent, bright future. Rutschman is phenomenal and very important behind the plate. I just don't think the games played were there. Yeah, yeah, I think that he just he got called up a little bit too late, in my opinion, as well. But the fact that we're even talking about him in this conversation and his odds around three to one or so, that goes to show yep. you how good he is and how soon yep. he got to this level of hell. Some people think he might be the best catcher in all of baseball. And the guys, wow. he was playing at Oregon State like two and a half years ago. Uh, he's a hell of a player. He is John Legaza over at The Athletic. John, Thanks we so appreciate much. the time and the energy as Thank always, buddy. Hope to talk cool. soon. Take care. Good stuff from John. He's not concerned about his New York Yankees. I am a little concerned about how they translate to October baseball uh, with that bullpen, but we'll see how they can get things all sorted out. If the balls aren't flying out of the yard for the Yankees, it might get a little dicey, but they're in a good spot to be, like we mentioned, 10 games above the rest of the competition out in the NL East. We wrap up the show with our guys, the Circa Crew, the owner, Derek Stevens, VP of Operations, Mike Palm, coming up next.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of My Guys in the Desert is presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke free and spit free satisfaction. Zinn understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. But whenever you feel you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zinn will be there for you. Check out Zinn Nicotine Pouches at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine, and nicotine is an addictive chemical. 
How about that? A professional read right there. Welcome back. This is My Guys in the Desert. Final segment from the VEASAN studios here at the Circuit Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi and Bebe Faye, we have Derek Stevens, the owner of this beautiful place, Circuit Resort and Casino. Mike Palm, the VP of Operations, also the host over on Odds On. Gentlemen, welcome into the studio. We appreciate the time as always. The big news of the day this Deshaun Watson suspension, 11-game suspension, $5 million fine. You guys have had the numbers up pretty much throughout this entire saga here. Um, what was it like for you guys behind the window there in the risk room? Was there any – I doubt there was any panicking, but where did you guys end up moving the numbers to win the division, to win the AFC, and maybe even also to win the Super Bowl? Very little, a little movement on the division from around 320 to around 370, 375. Not too much movement. They were long yeah. um, for Super Bowl – I think we came down a half on our standard, a half win, uh, but heading towards a full game uh, on our standard uh, for season win totals. Of course, you have the alternate high and the alternate low. Sort of baked in, right? I mean, yeah. there really wasn't much movement on the six and a little bit of movement here, but I thought your co-host on the GM Shuffle, Michael Lombardi, made a great point on his show this morning about, so what, he comes back in week 13. I mean, how ready is he going to be? It's not going to be week 13. Mm -hmm. Look how bad he was in week one after a year off. Now he's going to have another four months off, three months off here. Uh, and is he really going to be effective? I don't know if you don't just, if they're not around 500, you don't just, uh, and, and Brissett's doing a good job. I'm not sure they just turn over the reins at that point. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me if they kept with Brissett or if they go out and get another quarterback. I know Jimmy Garoppolo, his name is being floated out there, but I'm not sure if they want to give up any assets for Jimmy G. We'll see what the Niners end up doing in that situation. I, I do want to ask, can you put that last graphic up there? Yeah, after, yeah after we can put this that odds up. change yeah. from, uh, from, it said Wednesday till yep. right now. From Wednesday to the current odds as we sit right draft now. Kings. Those are draft I understand, kings. I understand, but oh. isn't this kind of telling? I mean... You go from nine and a half down to eight and a half by. I mean, what was the expectation? Was the I mean, I want to. I mean, okay, yeah. so this moved down. Is it because Deshaun Watson isn't a very good quarterback, or is it because expectations were different? I, this is a pretty dramatic move in a win total, and to win the AFC North, it goes up to plus three eighty. I would say that defies conventional wisdom, unless your expectations are different than what the outcome was. So you're saying that. People should have had baked in the number probably a year, and now he's coming back sooner than you thought. The odds should go down. What, what are expectations? I <laughs> yeah, mean, that's the tough thing here. And, and it's weird because I think some places maybe gave themselves a little bit of room if the settlement was maybe eight games instead of the 11. Maybe that's also playing into it a little bit. But I figured, like you mentioned, once we got the six-game suspension, we knew this was going to be longer than six at that point there because the NFL wasn't going to appeal it. Uh, if they felt like they couldn't get a longer suspension for Watson. So, Femi, Mike and I have been in meetings all day, so I don't understand this math. And this is, you know, my guys in the desert, this is where we talk about numbers. Mm -hmm. But what is the relevance of an 11-game suspension? What What's special about 11? Is it like, is it just like, well, it was six, and it's a full year, so we're going to, all right, we negotiate, uh, we're going to come at the middle? Or or, mm -hmm. or or is there something else to it? Because the unbelievable irony Yes. This is his first game is he's at the Texans. It, it, I mean, it was just, this is crazy. <laughs> the way I read it from my vantage point is that I think that six games you have to play to get an accrued year towards free agency. So maybe that's what was negotiated. And maybe it just so happens to be that the 12th game is against the Houston Texans. I know a lot of people think that it's like some sick joke that they're putting out there that, hey, let's have him return in his debut, be against his former team. But I think it has more to do with the accrued year towards free agency, but, but I believe. A free, he signed a huge contract. Exactly. Right, so there's no, nothing so relevant. So like, why would it even was be it a, a thing? pension thing? Or, or, uh, 
You know, he had uh, come out and said, I'll take eight. I think eight's fair. I think this is somewhere of a middling between a year and eight. That meet, meet me in the middle. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's interesting. It's the PA that's doing the negotiation with the NFL, and Goodell's appealing his own third party. I mean, th- there's so many layers to this that <laughs> are astonishing. <laughs> and the statements are completely ridiculous. Yeah. The statements from a week ago from the same individuals, multiple individuals, and now they're, com- oh, this worked out great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the, the whole setup there with the Goodell appealing and all this, it, it <laughs> The CBA, clearly, this was not a chief concern of theirs, and it shouldn't be because it only affects a handful of guys over the course of a 10-year CBA. But clearly, they didn't really care about who was seeing any of these suspensions here because Watson, uh, after the suspension was levied by Judge Sue L. Robinson, then Goodell got to appeal it, so he actually had the power at the end of the day to begin with. Uh, We're hanging out with Derek Stevens, the owner of the Circle Resort and Casino, VP of Operations, Mike Palm, here on a Thursday the contests, you see we have the Survivor Grid right here. How are the contests coming along? I know we had a contest weekend this past weekend. we got two more of them coming up here as well. Yeah, we had a great contest weekend last weekend. You know, kicked off with Bar Canada event uh, for cocktails. Yes. Uh, we had uh, some of the VEASAN celebrities, such as yours, uh, y- yes. yourself right here. That was terrific. I made my way out there. And uh, <laughs> we're doing the same thing this weekend, uh, cocktail party uh, at Bar Canada Friday night, um, stadium swim Saturday afternoon, concert Saturday night, and... A lot of VEASAN celebrities will be hanging around. And as we get closer, we kind of know how it ramps up. So we uh, we think, um, you know, I think we're pacing pretty well in Circus Survivor. Mm-hmm. I think we got a shot to get to $6 million. Um, Millions. I am uh, certainly hopeful that uh, our math uh, customers um, <laughs> fully start jumping in and realize uh, – Hey, if we're only at four million, boy, we got an overlay of epic proportions here on, on a millions contest where you have so many ways to win with all the quarters. So, right now we are uh, we are a favorite to go under the six million guarantee, but we'll see how it plays out. Mike Palmer, you have a look of almost I told you so. Well, look at two years ago, <laughs> he went six and four, right, with the, with the six in the survivor. We begged him. We were sitting in the meeting, four and four, four and four. Oh, no, six and four. Eight million isn't sexy. Nailed it. I mean, it was 4,100 each. Then this year, I thought we had him convinced, yes, Survivor's going to grow. It went from 1,000 to 4,000. Let's go 6,000 and 4,000, right? And, and mm-hmm. we're going to nail it again. It's going to be like 6,200 and 4,200. We're still going to have a $1.8 million, million overlay. So, I mean, he won't go back. He'll only go forward, and we just keep going in our pockets. <laughs> Uh, I love the discourse about this here. Uh, Have you guys settled on any week one survivor plays? I mean, we talked about this on the nightcap earlier. It's so difficult this week one slate. It's hard to start off the season. It's really difficult to start the season off. Ten road favorites. We know a lot of people like to avoid road teams early on. I mean, I... I think I've settled on San Francisco, but I haven't put that in stone just yet. Well, you always have everything all mapped out. What What's your strategy here? <laughs> oh, I think this is the perfect year where I'm going to go on Follow the Money with Mitch and Paul tomorrow Don't morning. Don't start I'm gonna talking go about no, but taking I'm a, both sides no, in week I'm, one. I'm, I'm absolutely talking about this is why <laughs> you don't have to run the single option. you got the double option and triple option possibly. You should save those this options for Christmas. Triple Come option. On. <laughs> yeah, you might need it for Christmas, <laughs> but you might want to. Hey, you got to survive because think about this. This is such a tough week. What's your intrinsic value if a lot of people get knocked out on week one? That That's what makes this such a unique year for Survivor. Ten road favorites? Are you kidding me, Mike? Okay, so what if you had to play one game only, what would you play? play Have you one. thought about it yet? Uh, yeah. You always say, you can only use Cincinnati this week. You can only use who you would you play in week one. Well, I would tell you it's uh, it'd be kind of a it'd be a little bit of a difficult thing, but I think I would take uh, I would take Indianapolis. 
Mm. Indianapolis. Remember two years so, yeah, ago. Two, I was going to say, I, I, I got with the cold <laughs> there, there's, a, there's a burn on every one of these. I get it. If I, if I wasn't in Indianapolis, I would take the Baltimore Ravens. And that's a road. That's, that's going to be a road. road People have avoided that. Um, but I would take Baltimore or Indy as my week one if I was making the selection. Yeah. Now, I will tell you, on the nightcap, we will officially make our selection next week. So I'm, I don't want to. You don't want to spoil that. Correct. Yeah, you want to spoil But right that. now I gave you a lead, and I like Indy or, or Baltimore if I had to take one team on week one. Baltimore's going up against Joe Flacco, who the camp reports are positive about Joe Flacco, which is, I mean, we can laugh about that now, but I don't know how much the downgrade is from Zach Wilson to Joe Flacco. And the, the fact that the line already moved to seven there, I, I might take the points with the Jets in week one. I don't know. I know, but I, 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 don't, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, know. I don't disagree with you on, on taking the points necessarily. Yeah. But I would tell but, you, if I, if I was forced to take one – it it'd probably be Baltimore. What about your Seahawks? They're playing tonight. What's your outlook this no, what's your outlook now this year? I'm not a Seahawks fan, but I did cover the team. I'm from that area. Uh five wins max. Yeah. Five wins max. I don't see it. I and, and there's their draft class was actually really good. I think that's positive going forward, but that's not gonna help them until twenty twenty three, I think at the earliest. Would so. you lay the two twenty five they finished fourth in the in their division? No, because I think Arizona has disaster potential oh. as well. Mm. So, yeah. Interesting. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Arizona might be a disaster. Who knows? I mean, they're trying to get their quarterback to do his homework during the weeknights. So, <laughs> who knows what happens out there in the desert? But that does it for my guys in the desert. Thank you to Derek Stevens, the owner of Circuit Resort and Casino. Thank you to Mike Palm, the VP of Operations, also the host of Odds On. Thank you to Tank Williams and John Legaza for joining us in the show as well. Coming up next, the Rush Hour with Danny Burke here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.